0: Well, hello there, fam, and all of you beautiful little dot connectors out there. I am with a badass guest that needs no introduction, Owen Schroyer, the Cuck Destroyer himself. And uh, he's very dissatisfied here at the Wake uh, Reawaken America Tour because there are no Cucks here for him to destroy, so his... Cuck-destroying lust has not been uh, satisfied. Owen, it's great to meet you, brother. I don't get starstruck when I see celebrities. I get starstruck when I see badass information warriors fighting for this country and really just bringing the heat. So, Owen, it's like an honor to meet you, brother. Well, thank you,
1: man. That means a lot. And, you know, I've had the honor to meet a lot of the people that inspired me to do what I do. A lot of them are here at this event as well. And you know, I hope that I can pay that inspiration forward. You know, um, and I've been talking about this a lot here at this event uh, because Clay Clark goes through it too. You yeah. know, Clay Clark has been put through the ringer for putting on this event, and uh, he doesn't deserve any of it. He and his family are like the nicest people ever. The nicest people I mean, you ever. Can't dude. Even, you can't even write a strip better than how nice this family is. It's like a
0: freaking TV show. I was talking you know? to his wife Vanessa, and like they were telling me their humble beginnings and oh, like how they started. It's, like, it's incredible, and like. Owen, oh, and you say and pay it forward, and it's really been paying forward now because I see all of these upstart podcasters and like these people that just have a hunger and a fire inside of them for freedom. And I'm definitely one of those people because you know I'm here now. And it's funny because I, I discovered Clay watching the War Room. So if you don't know, if you're living under a rock, that's Owen's show, the War Room, on Infowars.com, Band Video, MadMaxWorld.tv. You can find Owen Schroyer there killing it all the time and um i discovered clay there and i was able to get clay on my podcast my humble little podcast connect those dots and then we start talking about globalists we're talking about klaus schwab we're talking about Yuval harari and then he uh, we're playing clips and i'm i started doing an impression for him I'm like yes you little hackable animal i will get under your skin and then he's like you need to come to wake up america tour you gotta hey, come if you, up you up your head you might be able to fool him hello you might be able to <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to Tom Renz in the backstage. and He's like, "Can we still, like throw dodgeballs at you?" <laughs> Your problem is Novo Harari is like, a, he's like a, he's like a tiny little yeah. stick
1: figure though. You'd have yeah. to lose like, 40 I know, pounds. I got,
0: I got to become bulimic or something. Yeah, yeah you have like, to look like I you're get, I gotta get on his diet, the soy boy diet. He doesn't you know? eat me. He doesn't right. eat meat, yeah. and uh, he doesn't like cats either. But think we could about it. That. You know,
1: Clay has been able to put forward this event. You know, that's a story in and of itself. We don't need the mainstream media anymore, no. right? We, we don't need Hollywood, we don't need celebrities. We need each other, and I think that this event success, this is number 20, I think that's a perfect example. Unbelievable. I mean, who would have thought that, you know, you're talking about hearing about this event on my show, I'm one of the most banned men in America. That's you, it. It's so hard to find my show, and yet the message is still getting out, the events are still happening and getting bigger, so I think that's just a testament that the good fight that we're putting on every day, every day, every day, uh, It's definitely worth it. Quite frankly, the struggles and the oppression and the stuff that we're going through right now to fight for tyranny is a lot less. It's a lot less than many people before us in this country and all around the world have had to put forth. So let's hope it doesn't get too much harder than this. But uh, now's the time. Now's the time when it's easy.
0: I like how Clay is actually calling this like the anti-Davos, the anti-World Economic Forum. And Clay is almost like the anti-Klaus Schwab in a way. You know what I mean? All-American guy, badass, not a uh, James Bond villain, but bringing all the patriots together to really this coalition of like freedom fighters. And as Owen was just saying fighting against tyranny today is easier than it's ever been you didn't back in 1776 they they didn't have podcasts to get the word out so if if you can't just get off your ass and get the word out make a podcast try to wake up your libtard friends then you're you're part of the problem so either be part of the problem or part of the solution and also they never thought
1: that the Patriots, the 3% could defeat the British royal crown. They never thought the Redcoats could be defeated, right? Always. Nobody thought that. That yes. was the ultimate underdog story. So for anybody that thinks it's too late, for anybody who thinks that we can't win this, uh, absolutely, absolutely. It's in America's destiny. It's
0: in our blood. It's in our heritage to and it, be the underdogs and to beat the tyrants. And in every superhero story that you watch, whether it's uh, Captain America, whether you watch Dragon Ball Z, and, The hero is always getting his ass kicked, the hero is always downtrodden, is always going through the struggle, is always outnumbered, is always overpowered, and that's what makes a true hero, is the struggle. So all these people that don't want to go through struggle, they're afraid to be confrontational, they're afraid to get bullied, they're afraid to be called a white supremacist, or afraid to be called any other stupid, meaningless word that the left is going to throw at them, then you're never going to be the hero that you admire in all those movies that you watch.
1: Well, and I've I've been asked something similar, and I always say that part of it is, like you said, stop caring about the haters. Stop caring about whether it's leftists or anybody. You need to live your life, and if you're doing what you know is right, then you should have no doubt. You you should have no doubt. You should have your convictions. They should be strong, and uh, that's what's going to drive us over the finish line. I mean, you look at the situation with uh, Trump and his lawyers and the election— they asked one of his lawyers, John Eastman, they say, well, do you still think the 2020 election is stolen?" He goes, oh, absolutely. Absolutely yeah. I do. Oh, 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 you're not supposed to say that. But no, yeah. you are supposed to say exactly. that. Exactly. You are supposed to
0: stand by your convictions and tell the truth. And all those damn rhino Republicans are like, Donald Trump lost the, dude, Joe Biden did not win the election with his little circle jerk gatherings where he could get two people, can't even fill a Philip room closet. And then you got Donald Trump's rallies. It's like a freaking Metallica concert, but only bigger. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like. Just as Owen said, I mean, like, just, just just fight, guys. Just fight. And it's, like, easier to fight now than ever because, like, we're winning now. So get on the winner's team. Get on the winner's team. Owen, I just wanted to ask you, I always wondered, what red-pilled you? What got you activated? What was your first sort of moment that you were like, something's wrong here. I got to sort of go against the brain.
1: So uh, I was in sports media. Uh, that was pretty much what I was doing ever since high school, really. I started building my career in sports media. Uh, by the time I realized I wasn't the best player on the team anymore, I said, okay, you're not going to be a professional athlete.
0: I was a bench warmer my entire life, so it's so, okay. Uh, so,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I always played sports. I liked them, but I knew it was going to be sports media for me. And when I tell you that I didn't watch any news? I mean, I literally did not watch any news. Same here. I, I hated politics. Me too. I wasn't interested in the news, and I mean, Me quite frankly, I mean, I guess this was true, but I thought it was all bullshit. And so I guess it all I guess I ended up being right about yeah. that. But anyway, so what happened is the same fire and passion that I bring to my political talk show every day, I would bring to the sports show that I was on every day. You know, mm-hmm. the same the same passion. Yeah. And so When the Boston Marathon bombing hit, Mm. it was the first time where news and sports kind of merged. And so we had to talk about this. And so for the first time ever, I mean literally, I was watching the news. I was watching Fox News, MSNBC, CNN. I was paying attention to news tournaments. First time ever. And just from watching the news and flipping through, I'm like, this is fake. Yeah. Like, this is clearly fake. 100%. In speech, I was like, this is fake, this is weird, huh, okay. So I started digging in more. I started finding alternative news sources, Infowars, other places. And also, I realized too, it's like, wow, really, the government lies to us. These federal bureaucracies lie to us. And so it was really just an eye-opening experience for me. And uh, I mean, I guess you could say that was my red pill moment because I never looked back. That's I, I pivoted to politics wow. uh, and I knew that that was gonna be where I went in the future. But if you would have told, 20 year old me that I'd be in politics, I might have punched you in the face. Uh, but so as soon as I saw it, I was like, okay, that's fake. Oh, he's lying to me. Oh, that's a lie. So it's just like, what the hell? The world was not what I
0: thought it was. I got a similar story, but like mine came a little later after that. It was really the BLM riots for me, right? So, I was like getting peppered with red pills a little bit before that, you know. But then when the BLM riots happened, I actually turned into the new no- tuned into the news for the first time in my life to see what was going on. And then I see all of these talking heads acting like nothing big, no big deals are happening, and, and it's all good, it's all okay. And I'm like, this is bullshit. And then I always knew Alex Jones was a badass. I love to listen to him on uh, Joe Rogan and all of these things. So like, and then. I always knew that they would look up what he was talking about and it would turn out to be true. So I tuned into Alex and I was like, he's saying everything that I'm thinking. It's just common sense, right? And then after that, it was off to the races, man. Never look back. And then I, uh, I was faced with taking the jab for my media job. I used to work at a media company, Sirius XM. And then they were like, Joe, you got to take this jab if you want to come back into the office. And I'm like, no, here's my religious exemption. And then some hr lady that i never met in atlanta with a shaved head is the sole arbiter of whether your religious exemption is legitimate or not and she didn't accept my religious exemption i'm shocked so <laughs> what a shocker Stunning. right yeah liberal woman in atlanta with uh, a shaved head oh yeah they, they uh
1: they don't go after conservatives in atlanta huh? no no no, no. Oh,
0: they, they don't get a red flag when they see a uh, a religious exemption right yeah. oh my god dude but that's incredible man that and that's what I see a lot of people, man. The awakening is on. The awakening is here. Just 15 years ago, if you told me I was doing a podcast about politics, dude, like I would never, ever think that, too. So, Owen, I really resonate with you. I really relate to you. And you you really speak for me, and I have a lot of simpatico with you, man. So I really appreciate you coming on my podcast, brother. It's a huge honor for me. Man. Right on, man. God bless you, brother. Thank you.